first time, partner. Everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. Championship Wrestling on the WWE Network. We'll be looking at October 29th, 1983 today, and I'm joined by Johnny Sorrow. Johnny, man, what's going on? I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah, our boy uh, Kelly can't join us today. He's having uh, Canadian internet issues. (laughs) Yep, yep, try as he may, you know, that Canadian internet, that'll get you every goddamn time, right? I know, man. That's probably why... uh, Never mind. I was gonna make. A I know exactly. I know exactly yeah. what you were gonna say. But yeah, yeah. Okay. But I am not that kind. Of long guy. time, long time listeners will know what we were just referring to. <laughs> That's why I had stop and goes on so many things. Um, we open up here. They call it a uh, encore match, but we haven't seen it here on the yeah. network. Uh, and it actually came. It took place in down the uh, Saturday night TVs. Where we got Kamala and Hayes in the Mongol versus David Von Erich, Chris Adams, and Iceman King Parsons. It's joined in progress. I have the full match I was going to share with you guys, but I realized, man, all we do with Miss is really the ring entrances and maybe a minute of action. So it really didn't seem like um, worth the hassle. Uh, what do you make of this, man? It uh, sets up a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, God damn it, Pete. You mean. <laughs> You robbed us of some amazing Joe Manelli entrances. Ugh. Exactly, pretty much. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, we get enough of them because there's a lot of Manelli here. And, oh boy, he's terrible. Uh, anyway, I have to admit when I sat down to watch this, it was late on a Saturday night, and use your imaginations what that means. So I went over my notes earlier, and I'm going, okay, this is all a haze. <laughs> but. I, I noticed, and that's, is that a Michael Hayes pun? Not or? a Michael Hayes. Uh, but then I, I did You're better this. than that. You're better. You have better puns than that, John. I honestly, that was not on purpose at, at all. Okay. That, at all. <laughs> um, but what. So this me, Hayes was with a Z yes. as opposed to the Y E S. Yes. Yes. Like purple. Uh, but what came through that Hayes was Iceman wearing those red, white, and blue trunks. I was like, oh, those are new. And. The story of this is is generally just all Kamala doesn't understand tag team matches. That's apparently that's what goes on for the vast majority of this match. Exactly. So because Hayes tags in, Kamala thinks he hit him, and then this goes on and on and on, on to the point where I was like thinking like. Jesus Christ, do something. This is going on forever. At least and you'd have to like. be a blind man not to understand that story that was yeah. going on. But if you were, Mark Lawrence, I thought, did a pretty fantastic job oh, yeah. of explaining it to us oh, on he, commentary. But even he – oh, he did. Well, well, that's another blessing to have uh, is Mark Lawrence announcing because he's so much better than Bill Mercer. I agree. Uh, 
but even he gets tired of this. At one point, he's explaining everything over again, and he goes, oh, boy. Kind of, kind of like, get to the action. You know, I have to, I, I keep having to find new ways to explain this. And then, you know, finally stuff gets started, and he, he mentions that David was jumping up and down with ecstasy in the ring. I was like, oh, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's a Johnny Sorrow pun. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Um, and at one point, after it, while all this bullshit's going on with Kamala not understanding tag matches and them trying to have a match out of it, where you have the Mongol trying to talk sense to Kamala, it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And uh, Lorenz goes, "This feels like it's been going on for an hour." And I was like, "Yeah, I agree." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it told it, it, it told a story that that knowing where we're going to, it's telling a story, but it told it awfully long. I thought I can I can see that. It, I mean, the match. I mean, uh, I think it went like sixteen minutes. We got about fourteen minutes of it. Um, I, I enjoyed the Hayes and the Kamala interacting. Um, I mean, I, I legitimately gave it a three stars because I thought what they were doing mm-hmm. was interesting. And they explained about Kamala not understanding the rules. I enjoyed him and Hayes. I mean, Hayes Hayes was great in his role, being frustrated. And, and, and all the shenanigans with him and Kamala was great. And then that because those two guys were such the focal point, you almost forget the Mongol was even in the match. I forgot, um, that, I forgot that Iceman King Parsons and Chris Adams were in this match. Yes, I can. Yeah. Uh, and then we get some action. I enjoyed their... Uh, so they did a good job, I thought. Uh, with, uh, I mean, yeah, it was more comedy, but I, I still enjoyed some of the action. I, and I enjoyed the story that was going on. Even with the comedy, I thought Kamala has this monster aura about him until he shows fear for the claw. Yeah. And I'm just not understanding how they're booking this Kamala versus David Von Erich match. Yeah, well, it's – well, here's it. – for some reason, they chose to, to explain it again to say anyone who had, isn't aware of this. They debuted this feud with David getting the claw on him, and and now Kamala's scared of it, and it's still a storyline leading to the match. Yeah, it's so weird. So opposite bookings. Look, think about it. Like, I mean, look at Hulk Hogan because that guy was a template uh, for for booking of, against a big man. I mean, do, did the earthquake run in fear from uh, Hogan? No, he laid the bastard out, and that made uh, that's how you built to it. So. I don't know. I mean, I know it's tough because it's, you have three brothers and you don't want to, any of them to look weak, I guess. It's a tough, tough thing, I guess. Yeah. But my and gosh. And they're also in the middle of trying to rehabilitate the claw and just give it to David. So there's a lot yeah. going on. There's a lot. I totally agree. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I'm just baffled because. It made Kamala almost they're taking the teeth teeth out of him almost. Yeah. Uh, they created they started as a monster and then they uh I don't know, it's kinda like one of these bad horror movies where the you have like the you know, you have this big bad monster, but then he end, ends up being this lovable 
Like, he's like, almost like uh, Harry and the Hendersons, where he, at first you think he's a big monster, well, but well, now he well, goes and lives in in uh, lives in the house with the family. You know, well you're, you know, you're yeah you're well you're right because it's like if you're watching uh, Kamala and all this, you're like you're, you're you feel bad for him, the poor man. He's just from the jungle. He doesn't know these yeah. tag rules, and he's confused. And this guy over here is taking pleasure that that, that he squeezed his head and hurt him, and he, he's just you know he's just he seems very confused and not and not threatening <laughs> and, and if it was happening now i'm pretty sure they would be this would have baby faced kamala easy oh well that's how they baby faced kamala when they finally did it that's exactly yeah. how they did it uh well that leads us to a really interesting match um it's jimmy garvin versus the masked avenger <laughs> and I'll reveal it here because I want to bring up a point. And the Mask Avenger, it's a famous angle, ends up being Chris Adams. This works on many levels. One, I think, because in world class, we've had a lot of guys under mask, jobbers, this and that. So it's actually a gimmick they use a lot. So I I bet you 90%, I think 90% of that audience. Didn't know that was Chris Adams under the hood because the reveal when he pop, takes off the mask is a pretty big pop. Yep. What do you think about that, John? Okay, to that point, here's the thing. They didn't know. Here's the thing. I wasn't aware of this famous angle. So when, okay. it, so when the graphic just said versus the masked Avenger, I just assumed it was another one of these fucking weird job guys who come in and out of fucking – the undercard of world. So yeah, this is perfect. That you're actually supporting my point here. Okay, exactly. great. No, exactly. I am supporting your point. So the crowd, if the crowd was just like, okay, it's a guy called the Mass Avenger. I guess sure. Of course they they thought it was. They didn't think it was Adams. Now, when he walked to the ring and I'm watching this, I went, oh, that's fucking Chris Adams. Right. You know, I know exactly what's going on here now. But that audience, no, they wouldn't. Have, they would have had no idea because he looked like. The name as well, the Masked Avenger, and he's you know in a full suit. He's leggings with yeah. Superman trunks on him, and he's covered from head to toe. It's kind of baggy, and he's got a mask that says Texas across yeah. the front of it, and he's the Masked Avenger. It's like when they do wrestle. If, if Herman Munster was going to wrestle. You know, this is the kind of character they used to have on TV in the old TV shows yeah. of a wrestler, the Masked Avenger, head to toe like this shit. And so I'm, I'm, I agree with you 100%. This crowd totally did not know it was Adams. And when that fucking, I mean, if they knew as soon as the super kick, it was like, yes. oh, but then only a split second, he rips off that mask and he's like, yeah, and that place goes bananas. It's great. I totally agree. I I love the angle, and, and you know, I, famous might be a strong putting in a strong word, but it, it's a famous angle in world class history. Uh-huh. Um, and as a guy, because I was on the world class uh, Death Valley Driver Committee, it was one of the ones that really stood out uh, because it was really well executed, and it, it set up a big, great, big time. You know, they've been going off and on. They've been slowly building this feud, and this is kind of like there was like the big angle that kind of like set it off and you know they're even going to get and then it's, they're going to be married for a while and lead us into like valet feuds and mm-hmm. and all this so i mean this is just the like the beginning of this really about an eight eight month long uh, feud um 
Then we get a Chris Adams interview. What yeah. about this, man? Okay, so Bill Mercer's back, and he's interviewing Adams, and Adams is just hot, spitting hot fire. I got you, Gavin. You know, you know, I'm gonna get your belt. Or did he? He didn't get the belt, right? This, he, this no, it was not title. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah. But yeah. Of course, the Mass Avenger wouldn't be getting a title shot, but. And so he's like I said, he's spitting hot fire, and when he cuts to fucking Mercer, he he's like strong words from Chris Adams, not the Master Avenger. I was like, oh, you you ruin everything you touch. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, this was great. This was um, this is my favorite kind of shit in wrestling. This is this uh, guys under masks pretending to be you know other guys, and I've always had a soft spot for for that kind of thing. You know, fooling, yeah, you know, fooling guys, because it's like, because it's the, could you imagine, you know, like they put a mask on a relieving pitcher, you know, so you don't know who the pitcher is. Oh no, yeah. it's, you know, yeah, it's so, it's and a, it's such a hard angle to pull off. Uh, now, it worked when Dallas Page did it because he did, because he did a, such a great La Parca, and yeah. they did have the luchadors in that promotion, uh, and he happened to be the biggest one of them all. But yeah, it just, look, it's just Mal- so hard because there's not many masks uh, around anymore. Well, when Malenko did it in the Battle Royal, yes, you know, a secret play, yeah, secret play. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. I mean, there's a history of a lot of these things working, but it's I think, but you know, when you think about it, the last really good one was in '97. Um, it's that's been a while. <laughs> that leads us to Michael Hayes and Jose Lothario. Uh, these guys, Michael Hayes says, I know has a lot of respect for Jose Lothario, um, and uh, they, they've had they've had a, they had a lot of matches in, in Texas, um, and uh, I, I, I like this because we get we get Black Gordon kind of challenging uh, Lothario <laughs> and drops the DDT on him, and like me and you discovered, and uh, when we were watching the Houston footage and doing that, uh, doing Space City. An old podcast of ours was that Black Gordon was the man who really was the first one we saw uh, use a DDT mm-hmm. uh, and and be, be, be before Jake. So that was a nice little interesting thing. And you know, there's just something about Jose. I mean, this is kind of like a nothing match. It was more to set up. Like I know Gordon and Lothario are going to work uh, together on Thanksgiving night. Um, but man. I really liked what we got here. It wasn't it was maybe five minutes long, but Jose sells the shoulder from the DDT uh, throughout the match. I like Hayes actually focusing on the shoulder. Uh, I thought Lothario was awesome selling the arm. Um, and, and I thought this was fun while it lasted. Would have loved to have seen a comeback from Jose. And, you know, that's the other thing about Jose. He has this face where... <laughs> Even doing nothing, it looks like he's selling because he has such he has such a character. You know, like he would have been a great character actor if he was an actor in anything. He could have done. Uh, he just has that face that tells a story, and, uh, well, and that's you know, what got here. You know, he wanted he wanted to be an actor. That's why he was he emoted so well when when he was having his heart attack or Sid hit him. Sid hit him with the fucking camera. Sean, Sean. <laughs> Or Howard Chan, no. He's got the heart of an actor in him. God bless him. What do you think of the match? I you described the match. All I was at first was I didn't recognize Black Gordman at first, and I was like, "Okay, who the fuck is this guy?" And 
Is that a wig? Because what a fucking head of hair. You people need to look this up if you haven't seen this. Black Gorman is sporting this giant mane of hair. Not long down to the shoulders, but boofed up. Like Frankie Avalon Pompadour. Yeah, like a wild Frank. Yes, exactly. A wild Frankie Avalon Pompadour. <laughs> it's something else. And uh, I was like, why is this guy yelling at Jose? And then when they re- revealed who it was, I was like, oh, okay, I know why. And I, I, and I thought of Houston uh, at the same time. And and I, I didn't have any notes on the match. I was just wondering about Black Gordman. And, uh, but uh, Bill does... Um, he loves to. See, he, he. I don't know if he, he can't help but spoil stuff because he's talking about Hayes and Carrie, and he he does a spoiler that there's going to be a loser leave town match. He doesn't announce that there's going to be a loser leaves town match. Yeah, and he says doesn't know where. Yeah, I don't know where. It's just I've heard a rumor that there might be. This. It, 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 the way he's de- it's delivered, it's. It's like you just took the surprise away. That's yeah. a grand announcement. Yes. We've just got this coming in. So now you've just told everyone what's going to happen, and you've di- diluted the announcement. This is the this is not the first time he's done that. Yeah, he, uh, he's trying to be, like, the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. But he comes across as, like, dude, that, that was dumb for business. Yeah. Um, and stuff. So, and, you know, when I say it would have been great to see a Jose comeback – and that's if I if these guys were going 15, 20 minute type of thing, but this, that wasn't what the plans were for this match. This match was the setup. Hayes going over, so he goes strong going into the loser leaves with Carey, and it sets up uh, Lothario a reason for Lothario to want revenge on Black Gordman because mm-hmm. he cost him money in the in the loss. Um, then we get main event time here, where we get Kevin Von Erich versus Terry Gordy. What what did you make of this, John? Oh, uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, we get this is where we get a Manelli. Uh, we get a Manelli. He uh, he introduces uh, Kevin as Gordy's his very capable opponent tonight from Delton County, the fabulous Kevin Von Erich. Now you've noticed we over if anyone who's listened to this for a long time has noticed that Manelli refuses to call the Freebirds fabulous and then calls the Von Erichs fabulous instead. And here's where Bill Mercer comes in, and God bless Bill Mercer, because he takes a giant shit on Manelli for this, because he starts laughing at it, because he's not used to working with Manelli. Right. And he goes, oh, yes, it's one of the fabulous Von Erichs versus a fabulous Freebird in a fabulous main event more on world-class championship wrestling i'm like bill you bitch Ooh, he t- just totally shit on manelli which i'm like okay that earned me a lot of goodwill from bill mercer there uh and then he he does say uh again and I, this is not his fault this is what he's being told to say that michael von eric the best of the yeah. amateurs is coming the best of the amateurs fuck you fritz I know. Yeah, that I'm not blaming Bill Mercer on that shit. That's what he was told to say. Oh, no, that was the line. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. yeah, he didn't come up with that one on his own. Yeah, fuck you, Fritz. Uh, and Kevin was working the leg scissors and doing it in a way that I thought was was really compelling. I'm like, because lots of times, you know, like guys working a leg scissors isn't all that exciting. No, it could be boring, and I thought yeah. it was boring aspect to this. I thought 
And there was moments of very lot. I can understand where people thought it was boring. Here you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I, I, I was getting a kick out of it. And then there were some stiff kicks, and yeah, and they, they start mentioning. Um, oh, he starts mentioning that the super D's were coming, and all I wrote down was, "There's a joke in there somewhere about I should have announced the girls." at the strip club as being the super D's, but you know, <laughs> I never got around to crafting that one. And I, then I just got sitting back, you know, you know, I was fucking hiring giraffe pussy. And, uh, and I just enjoyed the match. I just, uh, Terry Gordy and, and Kevin Von Herrick's kind of stiffing each other around and had a fun little match. And, uh, Oh, there's a spot where, you know, Kevin's going after the thumb of the Asiatic spike. And he's like, trying to rip it into the buckle and yeah. to, to break that fucking, uh, the thumb that's the, for the order. Which is spike. a spot that was pretty novel now, then. Yeah. Now it's a spot you see almost on every indie show. Of course. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the amount of I'm breaking your fingers I see on TV yeah. nowadays is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, yeah, Kevin's the vicious Von Eric. You know, he's going to take out that spike. So I, I, I enjoyed the whole presentation. I, that's cool. Um, I, I I enjoyed parts of this match. I gave it like two and a half stars. Um, the crowd was into it. I love that rope running stooge spot with Kevin on all fours and Gordy kept on looking like he was going to drop an elbow, but stopped because uh, Kevin would be getting to like kind of like the kind of like the Anoki position to protect himself, and he'd go one rope way, and then he'd go to the left and try it. Oops, no. And we go to the right, and finally loses balance and falls back into the um, into the, uh, the 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 leg scissors. I thought that was actually a tremendous spot, and it had such a great payoff because they they kept on teasing that it was going to happen. I thought that was masterclass on Gordy. I, I enjoyed seeing Kevin control with the body scissors was interesting. I liked getting what I thought made it work a lot here was like Gordy underneath in the leg scissors trying to use Kevin's toes to try to escape. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was fun. It makes perfect sense. Um, they kind of tease Gordy getting a finally getting a heat segment and and we get just get a little one here. But you know, it's typical Kevin. He uh he eats eats and eats and takes and takes and takes. Doesn't give a whole lot. I was just happened to be perusing through YouTube maybe a couple weeks ago and they had a uh, had a panel on and I just remember uh, one man gangs uh, thing like, who is your least favorite person to work with? He goes, I can only think of one or two names. And he goes, and and one was Kevin Kevin Von Erich because he thought everything was a shoot and <laughs> didn't. We n- never called anything in the ring. He would just go and attack and beat up uh, beat up on you um, and 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 just hit you hard. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that that looks like freaking what we're seeing here. Um, and apparently, I enjoy that kind of wrestling because I love Kevin Von Erich. Yeah, I, and I enjoy him too. I enjoy him. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I just, I just sometimes feel so bad for his opponents because I know it's got to fucking hurt. Um, and I thought this was a good, good ma- little match. It was fun. And I really thought, I thought the finish originally was great until it got overturned. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I, oh, yeah, dude. Okay, now that that this scribble I have, yes, you're absolutely right. Because I wrote that Kevin wins. Fuck you. 
and the yeah. word and the word monitors. And all I thought of was, did I want to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths in the middle of taking my notes with Pete for some <laughs> reason? I mean, because that's entirely possible. But yeah, they said monitors backstage reversed the decision. Fuck yeah. you. Terrible. Yeah, I thought originally I thought it was a nice little cheap finish for the heel, a nice way for the and and but then they reversed it and it just like okay. took all the to me just <laughs> left a bad taste in my mouth on a show that I really enjoyed. I mean, we had I thought the matches were bookend well together. Um I enjoyed the the Garvin and the Master Avenger angle. I loved the Adams interview and I enjoyed Hayes and Lothario for what it was and Overall, a really good top to bottom show. Where it, I mean, honestly, I, you could argue make you can make the argument that there, if there was a can't miss aspect about every segment on the show because I felt there was a lot of world building and it had stuff that mattered. Uh, what about you, John? What do you think overall on the on the show? Oh, I I, I enjoyed it. Apparently, <laughs> this was like reliving a fever dream. So, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, my favorite part was absolutely the Chris Adams Mass Avenger stuff, though. That was just outstanding. Yeah. Oh man, uh, that's it for this episode, John. Anything you want to plug, brother? Uh, let's see. Um, no, no, not that I can think of. Okay, follow me on Twitter at Titans O Wrestling. Um, have a great week. Have uh, this probably dropping uh, right before Thanksgiving. Everyone have a great Thanksgiving, folks. Uh, used to be the day of wrestling. Uh, you know that's that's in the past. So uh, grasp on. Watch watch. Eat a lot of turkey, ham, whatever, whatever choice y'all have, and just be hopefully be there with friends or loved ones and watch some football. Uh, have a great one, folks. Catch you later. Hey, I thought we were doing just both of them right through in one show because it was just the two of us. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, well, I thought we'd want it still. Okay. Oh, no. That's, what, Ke- that. That, that, that's what Kelly had suggested. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. Then, then, okay. Then we'll just tell them to edit this together and just cut oh, out yeah, my hand. Yeah, yeah. Give them something to do. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Kelly, at this point, you will edit this to make it seamless. Yes. <laughs> Ta da. And now, John, we move on to the next episode, which is uh, November fifth, nineteen eighty three, and we open up open up with Black Gordman versus Mike Reed. Oh yes, the very the the popular Mike Reed, apparently. Yeah, there we go. According to Ranelli. Oh yeah, so I get to start on this. Great. Uh, number one, I'm excited because the junkyard dog is here, and I I've been waiting for this. And I'm excited. I don't know how excited Bill Mercer is about it, but we'll get to that. So this opens with fucking Mike Reed and Black Gordman. And fucking Rinelli he says, we're in the Big D, Dallas, Texas. Like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Gordman's hair, hair it's, so, it's unreal. Like uh, we mentioned, it reminds me of Snake from The Simpsons. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that, he's got hair like that, but jet black. Um and then he's talking about the Super D's coming in. And then, as, as a matter of fact, he says it so nonchalantly. As a matter of fact, they've already put away the American Tag Team Championship. And I'm like, wait, what? You've been, you're saying they're coming, but they've already won the Tag Championship? What, wait, yeah, what? that made me do a little research on this, John. I, uh, 
I actually went online. Okay. And they supposedly won it in a tournament. But the week, or I don't know about the week before, but the last team that won it was Roddy Piper, and I want to say it was Bob Brower. Oh. I know Piper was one of them. I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but I know Piper was. Oh. And it had been a Texas belt. Somehow they won it in L.A. Then they, there was a tournament. They don't say they were vacated or not, but there was a tournament, and the Super D's won it in a tournament. Oh, okay. So... It was a way to just bring them in. So basically, it was a way for the, to bring them in wearing belts, and uh, then those belts became world class, the secondary world class belts for the rest of the run. Well, the tag they they pretty much replaced the. There's a weird history to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And I stuff because I think originally the American titles were an LA belt uh, thing, uh-huh. and then. I think somehow they got switched over to the WCWA uh, World Class Wrestle Association belt. So, yeah, it's always been a real – they've never really focused on the belts at all. It's so uh, funny. I mean, they would, when the Super Days D's came in, they put a focus on it a little bit. And, we, you know, we've saw throughout how we – you never see these title changes. It would just happen, and you know, we didn't know, remember – all yeah. three of us were like, who in the hell is the tag champions? Sometimes it was, one point it was Alma Joe and Kerry, and then you wouldn't right. hear about it. Um, and really, they never really took off until, I think, uh, uh, the Midnight Express and the Fantastics uh, hit the territory in 85. Did they become uh, important in, in, in a way? Well, which is odd. Yeah. They had the Freebirds here and stuff. You think they might? But, they, you know, the six-man belts were always more important. Mm-hmm. Uh, here for this territory, uh, so uh, yeah. Okay, so so while this match is going on, and there's not much to speak of going on in this fucking match. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, at one point I looked, I looked up, I go, "What is this still going on at eight minutes in?" And I was like, "If this is going to be a goddamn fucking draw," and then right. just as I said that, nine minutes in, and I'm like, huh, "You just beat being a ten minute draw with Mike Reed." And uh, Black Gorman's great, but fuck Mike Reed. And uh, yeah, even the name is like you know generic. As I like, know. <laughs> so Bill Mercer, we mentioned this last um, a few shows ago. He's more excited about the women coming in than he is about the fucking junkyard dog. Yeah, this is the junkyard dog. He's a huge star. People have heard of him. This is a big deal, and. He's like, well, by the way, coming up uh, later, uh, later in the show, it'll be Junkyard Dog will be uh, fighting Kamala. Wait, j- nonchalantly. Oh, by the way, we're going to have JYD versus Kamala later. And the ladies. I was like, I had a big feud what? that drew money in Mid-South. What? Uh, JYD and Kamala. That was a money feud in that territory. Yeah. Yeah, was it was it a money feud before this or after this? I don't remember. I want to say it was before it. Uh, but it's gonna be close uh, because what? Dog was gone by '84. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is the end of '83. So I, I thought it was before this. It, uh, it might have been going on at the same time, for all we know. Yeah, because I thought Dog and Kamala was feuding at the time where they originally were bringing Kamala in, and then he never really showed up. It was uh, they were always mm-hmm. talking about him, but he was never there. I thought he was in Mid South. Yeah, but, but but even nevertheless, that's a big deal. And that wasn't yeah. like the you didn't start the show with ladies and gentlemen. We've got junkyard dog versus Kamala. Yeah, it, it, insane. 
It's, yeah, this is something they should have had video clips of showing them yes. wrestling in front of big crowds and big moments, and you know, or even just the arrival of the junkyard dog is kind. Yeah. There's been nothing. It was just Bill Mercer going, "Hey, uh, junkyard dog's going to be here," and tits. A t- yeah, dog should have got a video package and then all this stuff. Yeah, you know he had one, huh? You know he had one. They just had to, you know, Bill Mercer. You know, Bill Watts had a video. Package. Oh yeah, for sure. He probably had, I would imagine he had like 15 different oh, yeah, videos. Yeah, you know he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on this match, though, man. I was like, God, it's going long. Um, I will say Gorman was pretty great at selling, but it's like you're selling Mike Reed shit. Mike Reed. So, um, yeah, it's, ugh. you know, I've always said this, like, I don't care. You could be two guys who could be great workers, but if you don't connect – or I don't care about you. It's not a good match, and and that's how I felt about Mike Reed. I could not give a shit. Uh, and again, I, I mean, at least they're establishing that DDT uh, for Gordman, so that's a nice little piece of business there. Um, and then we get the women, yes. the ones you know Bill is all excited about. Oh yeah, he's very excited. Princess Victoria versus Judy Martin. Uh, what do you think about this, man? I I just. <laughs> Princess Victoria, and speaking of uh, Space City, we uh, talked a lot about uh, Princess Victoria, and probably Judy Martin, I would imagine, at some point. And down there in Houston, Paul Bosch liked to let the women work and uh, and work hard. You know, we and so a lot of these are real... I would imagine with a lot of these, uh, the lady wrestlers, lady wrestlers, the female wrestlers uh, of the day, who could, could go out there and put on a pretty good match, but they were told what to do. Go out there, fill some, you know, whatever, by certain promoters, and guys like Paul Bosch were like, no, go out there and fucking wrestle, and they do. And they do that here, too. But we saw Princess Victoria a lot, and seeing her close up with these world-class cameras that are right in the, right in the ring... Her in her Native American getup, she looks like she should be accepting the Academy Award for Marlon Brando for The Godfather. She, yeah, you know, <laughs> she's Sachin Little Feather. Feather. Yeah, it doesn't look authentic at all. It looks like right off of a Hollywood lot. Oh yes, exactly. It's feel like a even, background of the Lone Rangers. And I, yeah, and I don't even. I mean, and I forgive me if she is Native American. She doesn't. Like, is that, is that a white chick? She looked like a girl who was tan, you know, maybe Hispanic, maybe Hispanic, but more like a, a, like a, a mixture or something. At most, I mean, you know? come on, let's face it, there weren't a lot of actual native. I mean, they were all Italians, all the guys, <laughs> you know, you know, Chief, Chief J. Strong, though, it was, it was Italian. But in Texas, there was more, you know. That's true, more. that's true. But anyway, uh, God, and he, Manelli introduces her from our neighbors to the north, and then a dramatic pause. Canada. I'm like, yeah, we know. Uh, Judy Martin, uh, her gear looks like she's wearing my mom's old bathing suit. Because I, I would imagine a lot. And of I'm, them, I'm guessing that's an insult, right? <laughs> that well, my mom wasn't morbidly obese or anything, but she was right. a, you know, a, a stout woman. She looked like Judy Martin. That's the sort of getup she wear to go swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. Right. <laughs> you know, just very simple, dark blue swim swim trunks. Yep. And uh, 
So they're doing okay here. They have an okay match, but guess who has to get involved? David fucking Manning has to get yeah. involved. And I'm like, fuck you, because he pulls Judy's hair to get her off of uh, uh, the princess. And I'm like, fuck you, get your hair. What the hell? You know, I, I'm not been, I haven't been allowed to get involved in all the, the men's matches. Papa Fritz told me not to do too much, enough of that shit, but midgets and broads, I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's right. I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter. I am. Oh, fucking asshole. I wish one of them, they both would just turned around and clocked them. Uh, yeah. And, and and on and on, he's just he's just casually mentioning the junkyard dog. Oh, it's gonna be something else. The junkyard dog and Kamala. You know, can't wait to see that. It's gonna be a real barn burner. I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck is going on? And, and despite Manning's goddamn shenanigans and bullshit, I thought they had a, a, a fine match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought they did a good job. I thought it was a solid bout. I thought it went a bit too long. Yeah, it was a little long. I will say I, I, I applaud uh, Judy Martin because she, she was working and getting heat. And uh, and when she was getting heat, she tried to turn it up that oven even hotter by uh, really getting onto that crowd. So well, I, well, well then let, me, let me just – this just came to me, uh, Pete. We just mentioned the length of this and then the length of some other stuff. This was the Fort Worth TV, right? No, this is the regular one. Oh, this was Sportatorium? We're yeah. back in the Sportatorium? Okay, we're back in the Sportatorium. Okay, excuse me. So I I, I enjoyed for, for what it was, but yeah, I'm never going to watch it again. Oh, yeah. Kevin Von Eric video. <laughs> I mean, this was, I mean, I, I thought it was funny slash creepy. <laughs> and you know they had different music to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. It was like, I don't even know how to explain it, so I'm going to let you explain. I'm going to try. Okay, so as we know, they dub everything. Unless you're Sunshine, then they just cut it. Uh, so, sorry, Kelly. Yeah. That's why Kelly really isn't on the call. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're, we're going to have to talk about this again? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Still pouting. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is a short video of... Uh, promotional video for Kevin Von Eric, and he's doing a lot of slow motion dives and there's weird camera shots of him going over the ropes and doing shit. And it's all like maybe like kind of psychedelic double shots. And, and I could only imagine what the actual music was. I would imagine well, I was going to guess stranglehold. Yeah. But I don't yeah. even know if that would have fit the way this was cut. Now the WWE decided what do we put here um hmm, something kind of rocking one of our generic rockmen no 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 uh something more you know urban of oh, well, of course not of course not let's go trance house techno yeah got it it's like it's i mean it's this weird dance house techno that shouldn't go with this but somehow works. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, this, <laughs> it was I, the least. So much of their generic shit that they put in there is just, okay, I get it. It's a knockoff of this, that, or the other. But like, what the fuck is this? This is different. And those camera shots of Kevin were like, whoever shot this was do, trying to do something psychedelic. Yeah. So, you know. 
So I'd if anyone out there knows what the actual music for this was, please let us know. I'm gonna say when we, we first this starts with Kevin coming down the aisle, right? Mm-hmm. And we have all these women trying to kiss him all over. Not him. only are they trying to kiss him, some of them look like they legit are trying to kiss him, where he they they think they're gonna have him fall in love with them. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're oh yeah, this is a big deal. Like they're gonna think they're gonna get a Von Eric husband out of That's this it. deal you're, or something. Oh, okay, Kevin, you just let me stick my tongue down your throat. You know I'm yeah. the one for you, honey. There's a lot of young <laughs> girls with that wasn't the that wasn't the ones that were trying to bed them of Von Eric. It was the People were like, look like they're at least thirty-five to fifty. Oh yeah, trying to trying to mug down on Kevin, and they were thought. I mean, they were just grabbing him and putting on his lips. Well, they weren't they weren't doing the the on the cheek fantastic bullshit. This was uh, <laughs> Kevin. They were gonna kiss Kevin, and he was gonna fall in love with him. And uh, Kevin Levon Eric was probably living large back then uh, with the <laughs> ladies because these good women were looking at like him, like he was like the greatest side of beef like he was the most handsome of the von eric like he was the the crown jewel of the von eric oh, brothers. well look at him he's he's carved out of marble man right <laughs> but yeah it was creepy and and all this but man that leads us to the main event of jyd and kamala yeah uh but 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 hold on that's what they called it the main event that's Yet, right the third is not the main event that's it's right that's before um and I gotta say, Dog is over here. Am I right? Yeah, he's over. I I made a note. We we talked about this before, uh, previous shows were about well, how much exposure did did this audience have to the junkyard dog? And we were saying, you know, like, you know, I thought maybe they probably did because the TV is close by and the magazine. You know, but Pete and said Dog works Houston a lot. Dog works Houston. So and we and we I think uh, you Kelly and I said after debating it for a little bit, we're like, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So yeah. let's wait and see. It's like, yeah, they know him. He's over. They, yeah, they know who the junkyard dog is because they are chanting J Y D J Y D. They know. So yeah. they know who he I is. I mean, it's not like the biggest reaction ever, but it was a nice not, reaction. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like oh my god, boom, but it was loud enough that yeah. the vast majority of the people that like, hey, there's really a new was. baby face in town. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting because I thought it was a super hot opening. Felt really attitude era esque with these two guys just throwing hands yeah. and going after each other, really strong. And then all of a sudden, it slows down in the middle, and we're getting some nerve holds. And oh, but then yeah. he gets back up for a fun finish with JYD standing tall, um, still stunned with how Kamala's been leading into uh, <laughs> it with David because he ends up getting his, you know. Runs for his life against UID. So, um, I I mean, they've already sacrificed Kamali in my book, and so why not sacrifice him to JYD now too? And and and, and him feuding with David means not one dime in my book. The way this thing is in booked. Um, Here's the thing. I don't. I I think I agree a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Here's the thing. I don't think it matters. I just don't think it, it doesn't doesn't matter. No, no one cared about it back. Like I don't think like, anyone like, cared. They they still you know no you're right. I, they were I drawn. Think... They were they were. This is they're hot. This is a hot 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 promotion, and 
people are, are there's no one in that audience who is saying oh, that doesn't make any sense I'm like okay good but yeah it is baffling to see because it is it's bill, watts, to see. bill watts wouldn't have done this at this exact no. same time vince wouldn't done it like vince this either. would not I mean, have done this yeah. yeah this is like some ass backwards stuff but you know what Anna, when you think about it the real money feed was carrie and michael hayes at that point mm-hmm. the kamala david was underneath um couple matches underneath it was you know it was kind of like the third or fourth attraction because it felt like garvin and adams was heating up and that was more focused um we're gonna get a special attraction with jyd so it, it, i mean yeah honestly the, the the david kamala match wasn't gonna add any extra incentives it it was just a match that it, for curiosity's sake but yeah they didn't do but they did not do again, didn't do. Come on, this, even, this could be their even their half-assed way of of switching off Kamala to Junkyard Dog, who's going to stick around for a while and finish it with David in an entire thing of her. David's just like, well, I made him look like a bitch. I'm done with him. Here you go, JYD, and now that, that's how you do it. I'm like, no, but it seems that 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 way cuz JYD sticks around a while feuding with Devastation Incorporated a little bit yeah he ends up feuding teaming up with old Iceman and then Buck Zumoff replaces JYD in that tag team oh, oh boy oh god oh, yeah man. but yeah but then he, come, uh, he ends up coming back uh, for Parade of Champions yes and, and he do spot shots spot shots yeah, yeah. And fights uh, yeah. missing link so he's he's yeah. he's connected to yeah he did it for a while i mean he'd go on the bigger shows i remember doing one with Butch Reed um what did what did you have any other than I think Kamala match? No, I just wrote down that uh, JYD rules. I'd love seeing this young version of the junkyard dog when he was fucking just ripped and the hottest thing in the South. You know, you, you always hear stories about it, and, you, and there's a, there's some footage, or if you really look yeah. for it, there's a bunch. But you know, most of my JYD uh, experience is WWF and. You know, some, you know, obviously some uh, Mid-South, but when he came into my life, when the Junkyard Dog came into my life, it was that hot initial debut in the WWF where he was still jacked and and it was great. It lasted about a year and, you know, he just started taking it easy and, you know, you know, you know started getting a little chubby there and, you know, a little yeah. lazy. But there, there was a good year, year and a half, two, I didn't say two year. His stuff run. with Terry Funk, I still, I, I still yeah, enjoy. Exactly. I enjoyed well, his stuff with Harley Race. Um, well, see, when, when it got to Harley around WrestleMania three, I was like, nah, um, that's, that's when it started, yeah, uh, teetering off. Uh, no, but I still but, thought Race worked hard. Race, um, <laughs> yeah, Race worked his ass off. I think, but, I think, getting the Houston footage helped, uh, like, kind of open up some eyes to JYD that he wasn't like this terrible worker. Oh no, no. That, he, I mean, I'm yeah. not. He never was a great worker, but he was still super charismatic and. And could have, and the way I mean, if you're booked improperly, have some fun matches. Uh, I mean, I've been an Observer Hall of Fame voter for the last three years, and I've voted for him for the Hall of Fame all three years, but he never gets in, so I'm sure he's not going to get in this year either. It's, it's such a see, see, I, I don't care about stuff like that generally, but for the people who do, I think that's fucking bullshit because you have to take in intangibles in this sort of thing and not just base numeric numbers like you're a fucking uh, Mr. Data or the Vulcan or some shit for 
an African American top babyface to be that over in the South in the in Reagan's America at that time was unheard of and inspiring to a point, you know, and huge that means he deserves to be in any pro wrestling hall of fame for that alone. And he was like the number two or three baby face in and WWF how much for mo- years. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and how much money? And and then if you want to just do you know the numbers, how much how much money did he fucking draw? Exactly. Put that. Put him in the Hall of Fame for that. I agree. But yeah, I love the junkyard dog, and uh, and I I had a fun time watch, watching this match, and uh, of course Bill just kept talking about David Von Erich during it because Bill Mercer just doesn't like the junkyard dog. I figured it out, and fuck him. <laughs> yeah, almost like he treated dog almost in a way here, as in, if you're a guy who draws money, you got to put him on top. But I understand they got to protect the Von Eric, protect their local draws. So it's just a weird thing to bring this guy in to work in a tag team program. Well, well no, you, how about you treat him? Think about it, like how would we treat Andre? Well, we'll do it kind of that way with a traveling big name. It's not hard. Well, yeah, he well he should have been tagging with the Von Erics, um, or uh, something to that effect. Oh, I don't, e- well, I don't mind him beating the shit out of Kamala. That's pretty. Great. Yeah, no, that that works. But but on the big show uh, is what he ends up being in a tag team. Oh, he's in a tag team. I say, I say. with Iceman versus the Destroyers, I believe on Christmas. I mean, I knew, I mean, on Thanksgiving night. So, mm-hmm. um, then we get into the main actual main event proper. That's is Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy versus Chris Adams and Johnny Mantell. Oh, boy. Um, what what you like about it? What do you think about this, man? Uh, well, I'm going to just say it for Kelly. The uh, uh, Was it Super Push of 83? Con- mm-hmm. Continues. Yeah. That's, that's Whatever. Cut. They lay him out to uh, open the match. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I had to get it in for him okay. <laughs> before we get to rare, rare. Ranelli, Ranelli can barely get through what he's uh, was he was. God damn it! This is a, a curse. I was about to say Ranelli can barely get through his annou- announcements while I can barely get through talking about this. So you've got me, Ranelli. But he says. The Freebirds themselves, the fabulous Freebirds. Ah, fuck it, ruined it. Edit that out, Kelly. And all of a sudden, Mantell's out. And I was like, oh, great. I just heard that. Great. That's fine. And the crowd starts chanting, J-Y-D, J-Y-D, J-Y-D. Yeah. He's over. They love the junkyard dog. Like we we said, for those who knew who he was and those who – didn't have any idea who he was. This is the world class crowd, like you said. It's a new baby face. We're all in, all in. Yeah. JYD. It says JYD on his trunks. We already know what to chant. Boom, he's over. Um, and then Kevin comes out instead in tight mustard colored pants, <laughs> and comes in and helps win the match with his new best friend Chris Adams. And this really feels like they're setting up. Where they're going from the uh, the the Freebirds feud ending and what they're gonna do with Kevin, you know, as eventually because he's got I, his I, new yes, yeah, I, I can I can buy into that. I mean, that's a long, that's a long, that's like a year off. I, I've um, been calling that for. I, I, this is not one of those things where since I know what's happening, I'm like, I, I'm seeing signs of it in everything they do, <laughs> every every time they interact. <laughs> but yeah, Gordy, uh, I was having a shit fit. 
and was great. Yeah. He's like throwing a fit like a baby, throwing himself like throwing himself on yeah. his back. Ah, like, baby I, doing it. Yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved it. That was so much fun. So yeah, uh, <laughs> when I saw that it was Mantell, I was like, oh Christ. And then I'm like, oh, Kevin in mustard pants. Ah, that's fine. And you know, and they made the free birds look like punks. <laughs> Once we've, again, you know, we've seen we've seen this angle, the way this has been presented thousands of times, not thousands, but plenty of times in wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought this might have been the worst ever at executing of it. Really? Um, OK. Yeah. I'll get to that in a minute. Let me okay. talk a little bit about the match. I really love the opening with the spike and and taking out Mantel on a distraction spot. Um the Freebirds are great at being assholes in the ring celebrating. I, I, I And I'm like, okay, dude, okay, this is going to be great. Now they're really trying to shine up Adams in a way here by making him the lone baby face standing tall against the, you know, essentially the top two heels in the company. Um, and, he's, and he's holding his own, keeping them at bay early on. But then Kevin shows up in street clothes. Comes out as Adams is in full cell mode, and uh, we get this hot tag that the crowd goes wild for. But it might have been the most shittily executed hot tag. There wasn't any milking of it. There wasn't any like any drama to it whatsoever. Um, they just executed executed really poor, in my opinion. Um, you would think Adams would have been selling death and doing a slow climb, oh, and and make the tag to Kevin. But and then, but even when he makes the tag to Kevin, he goes they go right to the finish. I mean, right to the uh, finish. right to yeah. That's just it. That's just it. Kevin comes out in his tight mustard pants, gets the tag, immediately runs in, and boom, they win. Boom. That's yeah. it. That's all it takes. And it kind of took away from building Adams up as his baby face because. And Kevin takes all the glory. See, In most see, ways, they would have done this. It would have been they hot tagged it to Kevin, and then they do the numbers game, and they take him out, and finally he gets to, to hot tag the Adams, and he wins it with something. Pete, and uh, Pete Mantell, uh, Ken Mantell, he's planting seeds for the inevitable turn because he's but that, geez, no, yeah, that, well, that's what he's doing that's what the candy man's up to he's saying he's like that's just it from the very beginning you were always yeah, trying to upstage me <laughs> horribly executed and they close out with freebirds interview what's going on yeah well they're just like oh we don't put up with no one getting involved in our business not everybody which is it was great but i was like i've heard it a million times at this point yeah you know <laughs> it's no fault of theirs They've only got so many because uh, it was a Terry Gordy. So Terry Gordy's only got so many promos. He's gonna yell when he's angry, uh, you know. But but him throwing a fit <laughs> like a gigantic child was bravo, outstanding. So you, know, you can't go wrong with Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Yeah, when you when you compare this show to the last show, I thought the last show smoked smoked this one. Uh-huh. I honestly felt like you could pretty much cut. Everything off until the JYD thing, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, but man, that executing of the final big angle was just terrible. Uh, this show really didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, what about you, John? Uh, you know what? I'll agree with you because I just 
I, I just I, I loved seeing JYD. That 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 was my favorite part of this whole thing. I mean, like I said, I mean, going back to it, I'm a huge Junkyard Dog fan in this era, and so. Uh, but look, hearing you dissect it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but maybe that's because there was a, enough of the last show was from the Saturday Night TV, which was more entertaining and longer matches or what yeah. have you. You know, but yeah, this was outside of JYD. This was <laughs> yeah. Man, anything you want to plug, John? Oh, you know what? Uh, tune in to all the other PWO uh, podcasts on the PWO Podcast uh, Network. Sounds great. Yeah, double that. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Tidal Wrestling. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, yep. Hope you have time with your loved ones, friends, family, whatever. Um, have plenty of turkey. I have some advice. Talk about politics. Do it. Do it. It's just going to make everything so much more pleasant. I suggest watch just watch football and have fun. Uh, it used to be a big wrestling day, but not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, it's a big football day, so hey, and family. So have a great one. See you later. Bye-bye. I noticed you said football first, then family. Yep. I know where your priorities are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, brother. Catch you later. Later. My heart aches and troubles. Just up and gone The moment that you come in view And with your hand in mine, dear I could dance on and on And I could waltz across Texas with you Waltz across Texas with you Fucking Americans in their Thanksgiving in late November. Here in Canada, we celebrate in early October, as God intended. But you know what I really don't like? Fucking Skype. Fuck you, Skype.